Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. Hey friends, welcome back to our mini series, episode two in in the whole jumble of this mini series on revival. Last week, we talked about revival stories at Asbury University. We're going to continue sharing a little more stories from that, but today, well, Candace, did you say hello? I'm so sorry. I just started bulldozing into our topic. I was so excited about it. I know we're we're on a roll. People don't know this, but we batch roll. record some of these, and so we've had nonstop talking. So I, this f- for us, it feels like a continuation of a conversation when we start saying hello to you. We're like, hi everybody. So let's yeah. continue our <laughs> thoughts of what we've been talking off microphone about. Now, welcome back, welcome back. Everybody. We're here. Another episode week two with Candace singing. in this series. Yeah, yeah, episode 27 yeah. in real life. Hey, look at us being real adults, doing real things, telling you all the things <laughs> in our podcast. Shut the shit up. So today, okay, you're going to have to prepare your hearts because it's going to be mm. a conversation mm. around the reverence, reverence, how revival stories through rever- reverence and what that actually means. So let's get mm. it started. Let me just define how Google said what reverence is. So reverence is a deep respect for someone or something. So we're bringing into this conversation how uh, God renews, revives, makes something alive again as we have this deep respect for who God is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think reverence is is an important part of experiencing the presence of God. And this is something that, man, you're probably like, okay, ladies, we are off on the races, really talking about revival and hitting some hard (laughs) subject matter. But today, honestly, we want to make this a fun episode as well. And we want to kind of maybe, I don't know if you, if you know me, if you've known me for any given amount of time, you understand that I kind of walk in the middle of being both deep and shallow, that I, (laughs) I can have these moments of of levity and these moments of tears, like just, just crying it out with the best of y'all. You know what I mean? Getting real. Yeah. You did Um, that last episode. I felt good about it. I felt good about it too. I I have no regrets. I have no regrets, no regrets at (laughs) all about that moment. No, I, but today when we were discussing revival and, and doing these revival stories, we were like, man, what's one common element that has to be there? And we can't escape this idea of reverence. There just has to be reverence. And I gave Jenny an example of irreverence in my home and what that does Ooh. to the mood. <laughs> okay. I felt like we should yeah. kind of just start off with story time. You know, we haven't done story time in a while. If you've been a, a friend of ours, you've probably heard this song. true story. Those are my kids. Those are my kids like 
three years ago when they had baby voices. They don't have baby voices anymore. They actually talk about that every now and then. Like, remember when you made us record that stupid high five at story time? <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I was like, it's one of my, absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to have a little yeah. story time right now to kind of kick things off in maybe a way that you might feel is irreverent. I don't care. <laughs> well, tell we're us the story. Jump. We'll lean it. We'll judge it after yeah. we hear it. Just judge kidding. after. And then, uh, yeah, actually, we'll, we'll jub- jump a little bit deeper after this. But there's something when I was looking at reverence versus irreverence, it pops up in my mind that happens in my family all the time. Listen, I love, let me disclaim this. I love my core four. There is no other people in this planet I want to devote my time to that I want to spend all my days with. They are my people. I I love the dynamic of my family. However, and this is a big however, there is one thing that annoys the fire out of me that my child does, my youngest. And listen, it's that new, I'm about to be a teenager. I've got to be funnier. If you're funny, I've got to match your funny. And <laughs> it, it comes out in a way that's just... it. I don't really get irked by everything easily. This one makes my blood boil. Let me tell you what it is. First of all, they don't think that I'm the funny one in the house. Whenever I say a joke that I know is hilarious, they don't laugh. Do you know how much that pains me? Do you know my personality? The fact that they don't, they're like, what? That was, that wasn't funny. When they say that wasn't funny, I'm like looking at them like, do you even know me? After all these years, <laughs> do you even know me? Do you even have a sense of humor? Um, and then they say that my husband, the introverted, quiet one, is the funny one of our house. Like they gave him this invisible trophy that he carries and as the <laughs> funny one. And I'm looking around going, do you all not know what I do for a living? I'm fu- I'm known for laughing like this. You've stripped me of all of my dignity and pride when I walk into my own home and you call me not funny. This is horrible amongst my own people. Et tu, Brute? You don't know. <laughs> How dare you betray? You know what I mean? It just feels like, okay, so they, 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 they minimize they minimize my, my greatest qualities. Right. Okay. Now I'm saying this jokingly, even as you're listening to it, you're like, man, take this to therapy, Candace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like I'm feeling like yeah. I'm here in the woes. I'm over-exaggerating for story sake, for, for podcast, pod time sake, for high five it's story time. But one thing that my son Duncan does that man, I'm telling you, it, it is the wet blanket. If there's ever a wet blanket, it's when I'm enjoying our family. And I say something and I'm laughing and listen, I may not said it, but somebody else said it. And I thought it was funny. And it's just me enjoying, you know what he does? He starts mimicking my laugh and Mm. louder than everybody else in the room. (laughs) And you know what? It makes my blood boil. And it's not because I want to reserve the only fun or I'm the only one that wants to, to be the joke teller in the family, or I'm the only one that gets to do that. But it's, it's an, an, I have no other way of saying this. It's an irreverence for the moment that's trying to be had. It's an attention killer. It it says, no, 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 no. You're not funny. You're not fun in this moment. I'm going to steal that moment. I want all eyes on me instead of on this moment being fun together. I want to be louder than I want to shut it down. And when we were talking about, it's a look at me, look at me, look at me. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
And it's a competition for who's funnier. And I'm like, baby, you don't have to compete. You're hilarious. You know what I mean? Like I encourage yeah. all the time. I'm like, you are so funny. My gosh, those one-liners that come out of your mouth, unless they're damaging. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. One of the things that it's just a wet blanket to the moment of what we're enjoying as a group of four. And it's, it's yeah. a competition and it's a prideful, Hey, look at me and listen, he'll grow out of it. So some of y'all are like, well, great. Glad you put that on the podcast for the world to know your son's, you know, being a punk with your family. He's being a 12 year old boy. Let's just be honest. He's trying to figure out how do we do this dynamic of fun in our family. Um, but for me, I see it as this may have just been a small little thing, but it, it could lead to a damaging thing. So you and I started talking about revival stories, Jenny off microphone. And we started mm -hmm. saying, what's the one thing that we've, we've seen in revivals. And the first word that we kind of just threw around that it, it just hit like lightning was a reverence. And I'm trying to get there fast. So let me just say this in the story that I just told with high five, it's story time. You could see how quickly irreverence ruin, ruins a moment. Steals. There, from what yeah. There, yeah, so it steals the moment. There there have been um, people who have, to use your words, put a wet blanket, uh, tried mm. to on the revival that has happening specifically in this day and age in the Asbury revival. Um, and it comes from mm. this place of skepticism, cynicism. Um, God can't do that. And criticism. It, Let's not forget that ism. Criticism criticism mm. and it is mm. it is not honoring if you haven't been there i feel like yes use discernment god gives us discernment but if you haven't been in that room can you truly speak to if god is moving or not and my response to the cynics and the critics and all those i i felt this deep anger well up in mm. me like thinking well, maybe one should prayerfully consider, are you blasphemous towards the Holy Spirit? Like, and that means, are you, are you saying God can't do that? Right. Mm. And I know we're kind of, you started off with a nice little story and I'm just bulldozing into this moment, but I they think correlate that, though, Jenny, they correlate. You're exactly right on track because I said my blood boils and I mean it. Yeah. Like I just get, I get like, why are you, why are you ruining this moment? Why are you sucking out the fun? Why are you? Yeah. And he doesn't and, see it like that, you know? Yeah. The thing is, our we have to remember our finite brains cannot fully comprehend an infinite God. Like, so for us to even right. try to quantify or communicate a move of mm. God that has been mightily sustained, you cannot sustain a two and a half week revival without the empowering of the Holy Spirit. There's physically no way that alone is a miracle of God. You cannot sustain worshiping for seven hours and walking without eating uh, and just like think it's the greatest thing in all of humanity and you could stay forever. Like this is an outpouring of God. Those are like big, broad examples, but people were giving testimonies of physical healings. People were giving like right before my fairy eyes, and for mm. people to say, mm. people were getting saved and in, stepping into a relationship with God. People were being transformed. And for people to be critical and say, this is not a move of God, is showing irreverence, showing an, 
not a respect for how God moves. And we're bringing this up because really repentance, uh, really revival starts with reverence, but it starts with confession. It starts with acknowledging the sinfulness, our sinfulness in ourselves. And then we go to God to obtain this forgiveness. So I'm just going to challenge you as a listener. If you already haven't excommunicated me from your life, if you (laughs) have have been skeptic, if you've been a cynic, towards if God can even move, if God can even pour out his spirit, if God can even heal, if God Mm. can even speak into the circumstance of my life. If you've had those thoughts, I want to challenge you to prayerfully consider, do I need to repent? Do I not need to have this deeper respect for an infinite God that I can barely wrap my head around? And if you do, then please, please do, because I believe that is the start of your own revival story personally and even corporately as well. I always think, um, well, first of all, let me just say this. I feel like my analogy and my story time falls flat on the, the fullness and the, and the goodness of God and, and what we're trying to correlate to, you know what I mean? You're like, well, Candace, you're just wanting to be the funny one. No, really what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see is that my family grows in our trust with one another to be free, to be who we are, to laugh together, to have these moments that we cause you know, you know what happens you repeat stories in your family of when you laughed or when something was so funny, you make these memories in these moments. And, and like, like our relationship with God, we repeat stories of when we've seen him move in power. We repeat stories of when we felt the joy of the Lord in last episode, Jenny said that when the doors opened, she couldn't explain the joy of his presence. I mean, that, that, that ping to me in my ears thinking, Oh, you chose the word joy, the, the encounter of joy. Well, we also know what it's like to throw a wet blanket on the joy of the Lord and to mock and mimic a movement of the Lord. And sometimes we're aware that we're that person. And sometimes we're not aware that we're that person. Sometimes there needs to be loving correction and being told, Hey, this is something where God is doing something amazing and step back and remember he's God and you're not. Hmm. Yeah. Join us, join us in, in watching him move, join us in watching the presence of God fill this place instead of trying to tear apart and analyze every last detail of what you think it should or shouldn't look like. <laughs> There's a difference also between cynicism and discernment. Like the Holy Spirit gives us discernment and gives us wisdom. We're not saying go worship with a bunch of snake handlers and get bit by snakes and see if you survive. Like that's not where we're taking this conversation, right? And as as we walked we're out not? in our last series. Are we series, not doing that? <laughs> we're not. Sorry. Okay. As we walked okay, out I'll in our last cut series. Cut that out of my notes. <laughs> scribble the snake handling out. But in our last <laughs> series, we taught you that we're all theologians if you open your Bible and study about who God is, right? So mm. the the human side of our brains wanting to understand will go in, if you're wired the way I am, at least, you'll go in wanting to analyze, or if you're even a ministry leader or involved in church, you'll go in wanting to analyze, okay, what are the logistics behind this? How is this working? Like, what is God actually doing? Is that a thing? Oops, sorry, I hit my mic. Is that a thing of God? Like, could he be moving in this way? You want to, like, you want to rationalize your way into something that is irrational in a way because God is moving so mightily and, and all you can do is really receive it. So 
for for those that have been questioning, is this revival genuine? I can tell you from a first, is the Asbury revival genuine? I can tell you from a firsthand account, yes and amen, it is. Uh, if mm. you still find yourself cynical and you haven't been there, I want you to prayerfully consider one thing. Do you believe that the spiritual gifts still exist and the Holy Spirit can pour out his power and bring healing and transformation and prophetic words? Mm. Like, do you believe the gifts still exist today? If your answer mm. is no, then you don't hold the theology that really holds space for revival. That's my opinion. If you, if you do believe the gifts still exist, then prayerfully consider, well, why am I showing up as a cynic? Is, is my love for theology getting in the way? Like what is holding me back? And I'm being honest, like prayerfully consider that because we don't want you to miss out. We don't want you to be the wet blanket holders of, of a revival in your life and in your community because God can and will move mightily? And do you want to jump on that bandwagon and be a part of something revolutionary? I hope your answer is yes, because man, I do. Don't let your brains get in the way. I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like. Just show up yeah. for it and receive it. And it starts with, you know, I think, okay, I'm done. Ramble. ramble I think ramble, you're hitting ramble, on ramble. such a, no, 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 you're, ra you're rambling, but you're going so fast that we're not pausing enough for people to, to catch on Sorry. with some major things. I'm going to buzz you right now because I feel like you may hear us going, if you're a jerk, stop being a jerk. If you're, if you're a cynic, stop being a cynic. If you're narrow, start being discerning and being a little bit broader. And really, really, and that's not how you were saying it, Jenny. I just think that you were, you were saying so much that I want us to pause and just give preference to those that what you did say, I know what it feels like to be that person. Let's pause there for mm -hmm. a second. I know what it feels like to be that person as well. I know what it feels like to go, can this be God? Can let's just start that question right there. Can this be God? Now, if your follow-up question behind that is, if it is you, God, then I'm hundred percent in. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that's yeah. kind of where I've lived most of my life is, could this really be you? If it is, I'm all in. Now that's led me down some crazy trails. I'm not even going to lie. That's led me down mm -hmm. multiple trails. Last episode, Jenny said that she's a mud of all the different denominations. You know, we joked about mud blood. <laughs> and I would agree that I, I have a lot of that tendency too. I've I've grown in very legalistic Christian sects of faith. I've, I've also grown in very liturgical ones. I've grown in ones that um, are on, ornate in their desire to see God in the, in the building and structures around them. I've grown in one that have committees and rules and corporate co conversations like God's a business, you know, um, I've grown in, in different churches that had wild movements with flags and ribbons and fire tunnels. I've seen the gamut <laughs> oh. of the church and I've asked, yeah. okay, th there's one question I keep on asking. Is this you God? Is this you God? Yeah. And if it is, I'm all in, I'm all in, but there is that discernment where he goes, either yes or no. That's it. That's it. And that's, that's where you have to have the intimate relationship with God that he's given us through Jesus Christ. I mean, the word tells yeah. us in the new Testament that he's, he's made a way to where we can walk boldly into his presence. There's no more veil. There's no more, you know, consequence for us to try to prepare ourselves to go into the Holy of Holies. Like Jesus is our righteousness. And now because of that, he promised us in John 10 that we're his sheep. He's the good shepherd and that sheep know his voice. So if you know him, you can hear when he says, yeah, that's me. Or you can hear when he says, no, 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 back up. 
get in your car, turn on the key, go somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or don't be a part of that. That's not me. Um, so, so we're not saying there's necessarily don't question, is this you God, but follow up with every, is this you God with, if it is tell me clearly and I'm all in. A good indicator also for discernment is prayerfully considering, is there fruit that is following this? Is there so good. joy? Is there peace? Is there gentleness? Is there self-control? Is there tangible fruit in that the word is getting out and people are showing up and drunk? Like, so we were at the Asbury Revival for two days and by mm. the, the, we were there Thursday and Friday and by Saturday, it was so, there was a mile long line outside of the chapel for people trying to get in. It was a three to five hour wait to get in. People, the, there was so many people there. The town is small. It's a two light town. I believe there wow. were, it ended up where there were people there more than the population of the actual town. There were more people than the actual population of the town. So there were people beginning to just worship. There was overflow in the lawn where people were just worshiping. Uh, food trucks were coming and just giving away free food. Like the churches were gathering in the community, bringing food to help sustain the worship leaders. Like there was so much people just being the church collectively to support what God was doing, which is that's the fruit of God moving. Right. So we can have discernment Goodness. in one way on the practical level that that looks like is, is there fruit that follows? Now I've heard some Bible teachers say, well, we're not going to wow. see the fruit until five to 10 years from now after this revival. And I have already seen the fruit of the revival when I was there for two, two days. Like I've seen the fruit. I felt the goodness of God. I've, and, and that is something that I pray mm -hmm. is tangible for any of us that are feeling the presence of God, that we can see the fruit. So if you go somewhere and you're not, if you're not feeling, if you're discerning, this is unsettling to my spirit. I don't see any, any, of the fruits of the spirit, then like Candace said, turn on your car and leave in Jesus mm. name. But Girl, that is if so you good. see the goodness of God, if you see the goodness of God, stay as uncomfortable as it may feel. Cause sometimes the presence of God feels uncomfortable because he might be calling you out on stuff. And that leads to confession as uncomfortable as it may feel. The goodness of God is there and you better stay and respond to it. Mm. Mm. You know, when I think about reverence and when I think about what you're describing, let's, let's go to the presence in the old Testament, the introduction of it. It's in Genesis. It was, it was him in the garden. It was the cool of the days. Like they even knew Adam and Eve somewhere in their mind knew we need to prepare for the presence of God because in the cool of the day, he's going to come and, and he's going to walk with us. And mm -hmm. once sin had entered the world, they hid themselves. They hid themselves from the presence. Because they were like, we cannot in this state be in the same place with him in our normal condition that we've had before. And, and then you move on to an entire people group, the Israelites that wandered in the wilderness. I mean, talk about, we could go and hit the forefathers and the patriarchs of the Jewish faith, even with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But let's skip that. Just go to the Israelites wandering in the desert for all the years. And God said, hey, I've taken you out of Egypt. I've taken you out of slavery. And now I want to give you my presence. Can you imagine the outlying surrounding cultures that they're like, what is happening with 600,000 people? that used to be slaves 
now building this tent, coming together and forging gold and putting lamp stamps together and then or like ordaining priests and they're dividing up tribes and they're all facing this one place where God is actually visibly showing up in a cloud. What is yeah. that? Who is that God? Who is that? What is that presence? And y'all, the reason that Asbury is important, that these, these revival stories are important, it's all because we're chasing the same thing and it's his, his presence. The tangible presence that we want to see him, him manifest and show up in our world, his kingdom come. Goodness. This and we have, we have access to this because then... I mean, let's finish the story. The temple presence of Do God it. roamed around the earth in the form of Jesus, fully man, fully God. And it for those who put their trust in him as savior, we get the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now we're walking around, right? Little, we're the little revivalists, yeah. the temple presence yeah. of God. He equips us with discernment. He equips us with wisdom. He equips us with his power to lead others into revival. Those college students were literally sorting wow. a move of God for over two weeks. And adults were, of course, overseeing it and providing um, insight and order and things like that and wisdom. But these college students were stewarding that temple presence of God in that place. And for some reason, beyond, I think I know why, but for some reason, God fell on mm. that place and decided to reside with his tangible presence, with his glory, as Candace talked about last episode, in a way mm. that people were drawn running to that chapel service to respond to what God was mm. doing. And and this this is something that we've seen wildfires pour out from this. And we're going to be talking about that in our final episode of this um, episode five of the mini series, but it is something, this move of God is contagious for those that are the bold and brave ones to walk in it. But it starts with confession and acknowledgement of who Jesus is, right? That reverence of saying, okay, God, you're the savior. You're the rescuer. I can't do this without you. I want to know you deeper. I want to feel your power and might. And it's this desperation that wells up in us to respond, to say, God, who, who are you, God? Where are you? What are you doing? Let me be a part of it. And it's really a humbling yeah. experience. You know, it's um, to piggyback on all of this, when we're talking about reverence, what you just said, and we didn't even plan on doing this, Jenny, but we, we literally walked you through the history of the presence of God. <laughs> We, I mean, we scripturally walked you from here's the beginning, here's to where it's at now. And if you look at the beginning to the fact that all of the things that they had to do to house, to welcome, to acknowledge, to meet with God, um, it, even in the middle of the wilderness to the actual physical structure of the temple that's been destroyed and rebuilt and destroyed. And, um, and then look at how Jesus came along and said, I'm the living temple right now that you can see the stone that the builder rejected right here. Here we go. And now as he's resurrected in resurrection power, turns to us and says, abide in me and I will abide in you. We've become the temple. Okay. Does that not stir within you the ability to have just a small amount of reverence for the presence of God? Mm. And yet look at how callous, and how familiar we treat his presence, even in our own bodies. This is where, as I, I know that God's doing something remarkable and he's do, he always does it through the young for some reason. 
He does it with a new generation. And this is why we're seeing the young that he's pouring his spirit out on. But I want to tell you, we're, we're catching drops of it as well. The thing that I've noticed is when I was a 19 year old kid, I stood at a conference that was not well known and it was passion. Now, of course it has this huge movement, right? But I stood at this conference and, and the very first words sung with a spotlight on the middle of a singer in the stage were, God forbid that I find you so familiar that I think of you as less than who you are. And this is where it stopped me. It stopped me in my tracks and changed my entire course of my life. As a 19-year-old kid, to remember that, God, I don't want to find you so familiar that I think of you as less than who you are. Mm -hmm. And that is really what reverence is. It's the ability to say, I don't want to find you so familiar that I, 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 I mock you. I'm, I pour water instead of gasoline on your movement. You know, I, I really want to see you as who you are. And we need that to see revival. And when you, when you experience that genuinely, you will never worship the same. Guaranteed. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. My goodness. Well, if we don't know how to tell <sighs> an episode like this feels too big, sometimes it feels too big yeah. to try to just say, let's talk about the reverence of the Lord and having reverence. For Why don't him. we pray for the people? Why don't we just pray for the people and close it that way? Let's, let's do it. Let's close it that way. But I also want to encourage you on your own that you have the ability in any place in this world that you're listening from today to encounter the presence of God. Be encouraged that you have a new way to just go boldly to the throne of God because of Jesus, what he's already done to make you able to be right there <laughs> and um, yeah. appro approach it with some humility, approach it like what you, what Jenny was saying. It started with confession. If you don't know what to do, cast, cast your anxiety, cast your cares on him, cast your concerns, cast your worries, cast your cynicism, cast your, cast your questions. I mean, all of those things he, he is able to handle. He's able to hold. So God, let's pray for our people that are listening today. Would you just give them a thin place to meet with you and encounter you today? And would they be able to find themselves really in a new way and in a new season, humbling their heart, being bold to confess, and God, casting any cares and anxiety upon you because we know that you care for us. God, would you allow us to not find you so familiar that we think of you as less than who you are? And if that familiarity um, breeds contentment, for things that we've heard from you in the past that we haven't maybe seen yet revealed. Would you give us a fresh wind, a fresh fire and a fresh encounter with you today that we would know that you are God. You are who you say you are. You are not a man. You are not a mere mortal. <laughs> you, you are holy, holy, holy. And there is none like you. Um, like, like the old Jewish prayers that would hero Israel, the Lord, your God is one. He is one. There is none like you, God. Let us know that. Let us deeply feel that as we approach your throne of grace and mercy 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Felt like I could have talked well, forever to God just then. Friends. <laughs> well, friends, until next week, revival up, shut those shoulds and that cynicism <laughs> out the door. See you next week. That's right. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.